Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the region semifinal edition of the Central Texas Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Fox, joined alongside Kenny Heath. Kenny, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good, man. Uh, another great week of football. Our uh, our list of playoff teams in Central Texas is getting a little bit smaller, but I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's t- let's start with the recap of the area round. Uh, let's start with the, one of the games we mentioned uh, on last week's show, Marlin 30, Coleman 28. That game pretty much went the way uh, we expected it to. It kind of a shootout between two really good teams. Yeah, a little closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought Marlin may beat them by a little bit more than that. I got mm. to watch a little bit of it. Uh, good game, and uh, congrats to the Bulldogs moving on to the next round. Yeah, absolutely. After starting the season 0-2, they've now rattled off 10 straight wins. So uh, Marlon and uh, Ruben Torres cut. Ruben Torres and company uh, moving along into the third round of the playoffs. And another one, absolute shootout. I almost I caught most of this one from start to finish. Grandview 56, Pottsboro 42. Uh, did you get a chance to see any of this Yeah, one? I watched uh, the majority of that one, kind of surprised, and I think Grandview was too. Pottsboro came yeah. out throwing the ball and, and had some success. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they've got that great running back in Major McBride. Yep. And he kind of took over for a while. But Grandview uh, didn't give up and uh, fought back. And, uh, you know, probably was a one-score game until you got down to the end when they went for it, you know, inside their five didn't make it and Grandview scored but a great game and uh you know it's like coach Ebner said you know early in the year uh, we talked to him he said hey we're gonna be really young but we're gonna get better as the year goes on and we saw him beat a really good Whitney team that's still alive in the playoffs and now they just beat a really good Possibro team that lines up a uh pretty good rematch yeah I I, I expected it to be you know a, a kind of a back and forth affair but it turning into just a pretty much old western shootout like it was it quite literally came down to who can make the first stop and like halfway through the fourth quarter uh, that ended up being Grandview then they were able to take advantage of that and find the end zone again and then build a two score lead to finish with a 56-42 victory and that sets him up with a rematch against Malakoff in the third round which we will dive into later on in the show and how about another great victory for the Academy Bumblebees, 39-28 winners over the Diable Lumberjacks. Yeah, I didn't get to watch this, and I don't think it was streamed at all. Uh, I yeah. looked for it. I didn't, I didn't find one. I think but. it was just on our radio stream somewhere. No video streams anywhere, though. But it was still a great victory for the Bumblebees, and that will set them up for a rematch against the Franklin Lions, a team that they played uh, back in Week 11 as well. And uh, so, again, another great victory for the Bumblebees as well. And then another score from last week, staying in Class 3A Division One, Lorena, 55-24 winners over a surprising Palestine-Westwood team. Yeah, and they're real athletic over there. they got a good quarterback at Westwood, and, and you know, they've been – bad for so long so it's good to see those guys get into the second round and uh but you know you got Lorena who's just pretty much automatic and it's going to be a great matchup this week man yeah absolutely and then another shocker here this one in class three division two uh Lexington absolutely throttles Odom both teams came into the game with eight wins and Lexington comes out on top 48 to 7 K Evans had a great game I think he had about 330 passing yards and four touchdowns uh through the air and you look at you know prior to when the game started you look at a lot of the outlets that cover Texas high school football most of them have had Odom as a 10 to 14 point favorite but the Lexington Eagles man they, they've been rolling all season long you know they, they've had a couple tough losses um, back in the regular season but they've been rolling through the playoffs they had a you know kind of that defensive slugfest with bowling in the first round and then 
I, I said it last week when we when we talked about the, their game against Odom. Because of how that first-round matchup played out, that offense that had been so explosive through the regular season kind of was primed to have a you know a bounce-back game on the offensive side of the ball. And they do just that, defeating the Odom Owls 48-7. to And then a game uh, that I called uh, last Friday night, the Whitney Wildcats defeat Tatum 50-14 to in a game that kind of a tale of two halves in that one at, at halftime it was 9-7 uh, Whitney in which Tatum scored their first touchdown with four seconds left to go in the first half and then 34 unanswered points later in the second half the Wildcats uh, took the took the driver's seat and took full control of that one you know Tatum again they were down to their second string quarterback as uh, Cole Watson had been out with an MCL injury and they they fought tough. They held tough there, especially defensively in the first half against a, a Wildcat offense that had been averaging 48 points per game going into that matchup. And then they finished with 50. But, you know, Tatum held held tough there in the first half. But the Wildcats with that explosive offense. And then, again, another incredible single-game performance by Jared and Anderson uh, to secure the 50-14 win. Yeah, I think they just were a little conservative that first half, you know, punting at their own 37, kicked the field goal, uh, you know, on a, a, a short yardage situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they just kind of unleashed it. And, yeah, and we know we knew Cole Watson wasn't going to play. He didn't play last week, and, and they yeah. had that quarterback, and they did well. And I just don't think Cole Watson would have made a difference. I don't think he's a mm-hmm. – I think he's a great player, but I don't There's think he's a 40 – Yeah, 36-point-type yeah, player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and kudos to Tatum, uh, you know, uh, Coach uh, Keeling over there. You know, that mm-hmm. dude's uh, got a tremendous track record, and I'm sure they'll be back next year. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then another one, uh, China Spring, the reigning defending back-to-back state champions in 4A, uh, dropping the second round to Anna, 45-21. That game was played Friday night in Joshua. And, I mean, looking back at it, China Spring was never really in this ball game. No, and we kind of thought maybe they would have scored a few more points yeah. than, than 21. But, uh, you know, Anna's a really good team team you know we kind of saw a few uh telltale signs that during the mm-hmm. season that you know that the defense at china spring not what it was in the last couple of years and, and it kind of finally reared and, its ugly head. and i think the first true indicator we saw of that was when they played at stephenville uh, back in the regular season that that's a game that they lost 31 21 and i was at that game and i hadn't at least for the last two or three years it's the first time i'd seen china spring if especially up front it's kind of manhandled by the other team and stephenville controlled the line of scrimmage for that entire ball game pretty much start to finish and then that's that's kind of when you saw oh this might not be the same china spring team uh but yeah for the first time since 2021 or 2020 rather they will not be appearing in the 4a state championship game as they drop 45 21 to anna and then again, Connolly man just can't get over that second round hump. They're big. They lost big time against Jasper, fifty to seven. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because uh, you know I heard somebody. I think it was Matt Stepp saying, "Hey, Connolly's top five guys can match up with anybody mm-hmm. else's top five. It's after that top five is where they struggle." And, and another note here: Kiefer Sibley did not play. He did not play well. He did not play. That that makes sense. But, yeah, you know. They're going to have to get over that pump eventually, or that hump. I don't know uh, when, but, you know, you see it. You know, a team like Conley, 
should be able to go and beat a team like Jasper in the second round. They've always had the talent and the you know athleticism to and the coaching. I mean, Terry Garrick's a great football yeah, coach. Absolutely, They're Shane right, Anderson was there. Yep, and they've been, always been right on the cusp. But they they just still haven't been able to break through that second round glass ceiling. But again, I think they're right there, man. I, I really do. But yeah, they they but they drop in the second round this year, fifty to seven over. A, a really good Jasper team. Absolutely. They're yeah. ranked for sure. Absolutely. And then a, another result in 4A as the La Vega Pirates season comes to an end. 49-21 losers they were to Frisco Panther Creek. Uh, they played that game at Frisco at the Star. Um, yeah, that was – and, again, another situation. La Vega was never really in it. Panther Creek has a very explosive offense, and it was just too much for the Pirates to handle. Yeah, and it's kind of the theme of those 4A Central Texas teams. Just not a whole lot of defense. You yeah. Know? And that's odd for to say that about La Vega. Vega and Conley, too, because, you know, they, they they can hang their hat on defense in the past. Uh, yeah, you know, feel, feel for uh, Coach Hyde and his guys, but, uh, you know, they're, they're going to regroup and get ready for next year. Yeah, so we lost several heavy hitters in Central Texas, and then we just lost a bunch of other teams, too. Just run down the list real quick. Dawson, their season came to an end against Tannehill. Cayuga dropped one to Toller. Heiko lost to a very good Love Lady team. That Love Lady team might be a sleeper, a state sleeper over there in Class 2A Division 2, or Division 1, rather. Uh, Valley Mills, they lose their game to Tioga, which Tioga, coming into the season, had never won a playoff game. Now they've won two in a row this year, and they take out Valley Mills 64-14 to last week. Uh, Belton, their season comes to an end uh, uh, off the hands of Richmond Randall Gatesville lost to a very very good Silsby team and then Tig uh, lost a you know just a one-sided affair against Winsboro last week a team we'll dive on later in the show but yeah huge thinning on the herd as far as the Central Texas representation goes uh, but, yeah, that is our re- our area round recap, rather. So now let's jump right into the Matt Step question of the week. And the question for Matt Step was, uh, let's talk about the 3A Division One Regions 2 and 3. There are some, some terrific matchups there this week. Which one are your favorites and why? And Matt Step's answer was, Whitney and Winsboro is my favorite matchup in Region 2. What an o- offensive shootout this will be. First, and the question, first team to 50 wins? That could, defi- so. that could definitely define that one. And uh, for Region 3, it's got to be Lorena Columbus, the hottest team in the state of Texas in Lorena, taking on the number one team in the state of Texas. Maybe overall, the best game of the weekend in the state and I agree with that that's going to be a rematch of a, of a first a by district round last year in which going into that one Lorena was the, def- the defending state champion uh, Columbus was kind of a, on a come up last year I think they were a year behind last year and they won that 24-21 uh, but yeah that's going to be an absolute slugfest over there and we'll dive into that one uh, later on the show but we'll step aside for a quick break and when we come back we will uh, preview the regional semifinal matchup in central texas so let's jump right into our region semifinal preview and we will start 11 and 0 winsboro the number three team in class three division one taking on the 11 and one whitney wildcats this game will be played friday at 1 p.m. at Kaufman Lions Stadium. What do you see in this one, Kenny? I see a shootout, really. I do, too. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, and I think the first team to make a mistake, it's really going to cost them because I think your offensive possessions are going to be a premium. When you get them, you're going to have to score. You know, if you don't, that other team can score back in one play. You know, Winsboro has a tremendous quarterback in Kyler Finney. They've got really good wide receivers. They've got a good little running back. I think they've got a couple of good little running backs. Uh, their defense has played more than well enough to win. 
And I kind of – I don't know if it's a mirror image, but Whitney, you know, Whitney's got a – Whitney's quarterback doesn't run as much. Yeah. Uh, I think Whitney's got better – you know, they've got great wide receiver play. They've got a running back that's really come on. Their defense has played well over the last couple of games. I mean, really only one touchdown that was scored that wasn't garbage time in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be a shootout. I think so. I think so, too. Uh, and both these teams can score, man. You look at Winsboro, and the first round they beat Atlanta 30-14, to 14, which 30 points was their lowest scoring output, and that 16-point margin of victory was their closest game for the entire year. And then they bounced back and beat uh, Tiggs 73-28. Uh, Whitney, dominant in their first two-round matchups. They beat Grosbeck 67-14. Then they beat Tatum last week 50-14. to 14. Uh, I mean, both teams have been dominant. You know, Winsboro is unbeaten. Uh, and then Whitney's one loss was an eight-point road loss uh, against, against Grandview. This is the first time that both, the, both these schools will ever be meeting on the gridiron, ever. Uh, Whitney had been playing since 1921, I think. I think it said Winsboro had been playing since like sometime in the 30s or something mm-hmm. like that. But this is the first time uh, they'll ever be meeting on the gridiron. This is only the third time in program history that Whitney's advancing to the region semifinal round of the playoffs. And it's going to be a big one. This is – this is. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a shootout. You look at Winsboro, they have their uh, junior quarterback, Kyler Finney, been outstanding all season long. He, he's absolutely a D1 talent, no, no doubt about it. I'm going to take my upset call of the week here. I think I think Whitney's going to win a shootout. I think I think it's going to be similar to what we talked about earlier with that um, Granby Pottsboro game last week. I think it's going to be the first team that makes a stop has a chance to win this one, and especially with the way Whitney's defense has played over these first two playoff games. I think they definitely have the talent to do that. Yeah, and they you know let's be honest, they haven't seen an offense quite like this. Yeah. All year, you know, uh, Grammy's got a good offense. They, they don't have a winning offense. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, if they come out and score nine nine points in the first half, I just don't see them winning. Yeah. Now, I think they're going to be more aggressive because they have to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just – I think it's going to be kind of like a Pottsboro-Whitney game last year, you know, just a mm-hmm. back and forth. And, yeah. you know, Whitney made that one mistake, and that was a 14-point turnaround. Now, that, that didn't cost them the game because there's plenty of mistakes all through the game, but that's just kind of the mistake you're going to have to avoid if you're either team. And I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go Whitney in this one. Now let's move down to Class 2A Division One as the 10-2 and Marlin Bulldogs. Uh, Ten straight wins for Marlin as they take on Tioga, 9-3. and This game will be also played at 1 o'clock on Friday at Crowley ISD Stadium. Uh, Marlin's path to the playoffs so far, they beat Kearns 36-7 in the first round. And then they lose, or they win rather, a back and forth affair against Coleman, thirty to twenty-eight. Uh, Tioga had beat Hamilton, thirty to twenty in the first round, and then Valley Mills, sixty-four to fourteen last week. And those are the first two playoff wins in uh, football program history for Tioga. So congratulations, them, yeah. yeah, congratulations to them big time. But probably their biggest test of the year in the Marlin Bulldogs. Yeah, and I don't know that you can really compare the Valley Mills score versus the uh, versus. Coleman and Tioga, you know, different kind yeah. of atmosphere. Uh, yeah. You know, Tioga's they're, – they're tough, man. I mean, they you know, they, they look good. They're on a roll. First time ever winning a playoff game. Uh, but I think, you know, Roderick Suters, Mario Hopwood, those dudes, I think they're kind of on a roll too. And I'm going to roll with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to take Marlin in this one as well. And that will set up a banger region final 
if if you know if Marlin's playing Toler, which I think Toler will be favored against Italy this week. If Marlin gets the win over Tioga, we get a Marlin Toler region final. We might have to go to that one, Kenny. That would be an absolute banger of a yeah. game in the fourth round next week. But yeah, we'll both take the Marlin Bulldogs over Tioga, which I believe they are also the Bulldogs. Oh, are they? Okay, I'm I going Marlin. So. Yeah, I'm going to go Marlin as well. As we from Marlin. <laughs> Oh my god. If you haven't heard that song, look it up. Like I think it it's called I'm from Marlin or something. It's a song on YouTube. See if you can find it. It's an absolute gem. But let's move back up to class three, division one. The twelve and unbeaten number two ranked Malakoff Tigers taking on the eleven and one Grandview Zebras. Uh, this game will be played Friday at two o'clock in Mesquite at Hamby Stadium. Uh, Malakoff's path to the playoffs. They beat May Pearl forty nine nothing, and then they beat a very good Mount Vernon team, 66-21. Uh, Grandview beat Fairfield in the first round, 27-9. And then they, as we mentioned before, they won that uh, shootout against the Pottsboro Cardinals, uh, 56-42. And again, Grandview 11-1. This one loss was to the same Malakoff team. Um, and again, Malakoff has been dominant all season long. Their closest game was that game against Grandview where they won by 30. So a margin of victory of 30 points is the lowest for Malakoff this season. So that just tells you how dominant they've been all year. Yeah, uh, you know, we, I talked about it earlier. Um, you know, Coach Ebner thinks they're a, a lot better football pr- team than they were when they played Malakoff. I, I agree. I agree with that. the beginning of the year. And I think most teams are, you know, undoubtedly. And But you look at – the firepower that Malakoff has, I think a lot of people take their defense for granted because of the points they've scored, but they've yeah. got a great defense. Uh, they give know, it less than 10 points a game. Yeah, Mike Jones, Chauncey Hogg. Uh, I can't think of his name. They've got a dude named Doc. I think his, Doc. Yeah, his first name is Doc. So if you got a first dude with, with his first name Doc on your team, you're pretty tough. So. Uh, and then you look at uh, Ryder Hayes and uh, Jaleel Allen, you know, on their defensive side. Casey Kans is a great running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's going to be a lot closer game than it was the first time around, but I think Malakoff rolls in this one. I, I, I agree with that assessment completely. I do think it's closer than the first time, but I think Malakoff does get the win again. And you look at this in Region 2 and 3 Division 1, with the four teams remaining, it doesn't matter what combination of teams you meet in – that will meet in the fourth round of the playoffs next week. It's going to be an absolute, you know, banger in Region Two. So whoever comes out of Region Two is going to absolutely earn it uh, to play in the semifinal against what I think will still be Brock uh, coming out of Region One. But yeah, we'll both take Mal- Malakoff uh, in this matchup. Uh, it's Doc Renberg. Renberg. Doc Renberg. Yeah. What a name! Yeah. Anytime I hear Doc, I just think of Doc Holiday. Yeah, he's all. Shout out Tombstone. Great movie. And so now we'll move on to Class 3, Division 2. As again, we will both take Malakoff uh, in their matchup against Grandview. We'll move down to Class 3, Division 2 now. 9-3 and three Lexington taking on uh, the defending state finalists in the Poth Pirates, who are at 11-1. and one. This game will be played Friday at 6.30 p.m. at Canyon Stadium, Canyon Cougar Stadium in New, in New Braunfels. Uh, Lexington's path to the playoffs. They beat Bowling in a defensive slugfest 14-7 in the first round and had a dominant win over Odom 48-7 last week. 
Uh, Poth uh, beat uh, Hebronville 47-0 in the first round, and then they themselves had a defensive slugfest last week against East Bernard, in which they won 14-7. Yeah, and, and, and Poth, the perennial regional finalists, I think, yep. they, weren't they in the, the state championship game not too yep. long ago? Uh, they played last year against Gunner. Uh, but they, they like, Poth has owned Region 4 and 3 yeah. Division 2 for a long time. Yeah, and, you know, Lexington, uh, I'd love to see them uh, show up and – and surprise the state. I just don't know that they can do it. You know, we, we really like their quarterback in K Sevens, and yep. uh, you know, and Coach Mull. We talked to him last week, and you know, he's just thought they were tripping over themselves because they were so mm-hmm. young. Yeah, and it uh, looks like they finally got something going here in the playoffs, and. Uh, I look for Lexington to give them a good game, but, uh, but I'm going to have to go with Poth. I, I agree with that. I think Lexington, like you mentioned, they're young. I think they're a year behind from being like true region contenders. And again, this I think this Poth team is on a mission. They have a chip on their shoulder because the way they lost that championship game last year was pretty bad. So I think they're trying to work their way back in there and uh, prove something over there. And But that's going to be a tough task because you, when you look at that 3A Division two bracket, on that west side of the bracket, you're either going to be looking at Gunner again or Canadian, and they're not going to be favored in either one of those matchups. But I do think they, they get the win over Lexington. I think I think Lexington's still going to put up some points. I think when you got Case Evans, a sophomore a quarterback, he's having a phenomenal year. But again, I think they're a year behind. I think next year they're going to be true contenders out here in Region 4. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Poth is going to win this one as well. And that'll set up a matchup in the Region 4 final next week between the winner of Roger and Tidehaven. I think Tidehaven is going to be favored uh, in that matchup as well. But heck, if you just hypothetically speaking, you get Lexington to get a win over Poth and somehow Rodgers gets a win in the fourth round, they match up again. Lexington will be looking for revenge. That's the team that beat them back in week 10, uh, 42 to 14. That's really the only game all season long where Lexington just kind of got dominated from start to finish. But So they'd probably like another crack at them. But, yeah, I think I think Poth will win this one. I think that will set up a match uh, with Tidehaven in the region final next week. Because that Tidehaven, Tidehaven defense, I think they had only given up, like, what, 14 points throughout the regular season Man, or something like that? they haven't given up hardly any points at all and uh, as much as I'd like to go with Coach Roten and his guys over there those Rogers Eagles you know just Tidehaven looks like they're on a different level yeah. right now and probably on a collision course with Poth yeah they're on like 83 Dangerfield territory yeah. or like 2009 Katy or something like that it's just absolutely crazy or 2012 Katy rather uh, that gave up I think only like 16 points all season long uh, but uh, that'll, that'll be it we'll both take Poth uh, to defeat Lexington in this Region 4 semifinal in Class 3A Division 2. And now we'll go back up to Class 3A Division 1 over in Region 3, the semifinal, between the 11-1, number 8-ranked Franklin Lions against the Little River Academy Bumblebees at 10-2. This game will be played Friday night at 7 o'clock at Tomball ISD Stadium. Franklin's path to the playoffs. They beat Hallettsville in the first round, 50-22. And then they dominated Shepard last week, 50-16. Academy started the their playoff run with a bang, defeating the number six-ranked Hitchcock Bulldogs, 42-36, and then beat a very good die ball team, 39-28 last week. Yeah, and kind of a weird place to play a game. Humble yeah. is nowhere near either one of those. You'd you think – Mary Harden Baylor, Waco ISD, whatever, but mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, it's a great stadium. I hear it's it's a, it's, it's one of the newer stadium. ones. Yeah, down there. Uh, I think you know. I really like Little River Academy. I really yeah. like their quarterback. Uh, I like their running back in Cavalli Neely. Uh, I just don't know that they've got the firepower to hang around with Franklin. You know, I think it's going to be like we've said. It's going to be probably a closer game. It's hard to beat a good team twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franklin's. 
you know, kind of PO'd since they uh, got beat by Lorena. Yep. And uh, they, they've shown that they, they, they you know, they're, they're on a roll. And uh, I'm going to give this one to Franklin just by a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to take Franklin on this one as well. But I think uh, this was a 21-point victory for Franklin when they first uh, beat Academy at home back uh, to close out the regular season. But, yeah, I think at a neutral site, uh, this Academy team is rolling right now. Again, back-to-back really impressive victories over here in Region 3. I'm not sure if it'll be like a one-possession game. I think it'll be like a 10 to 14-point victory, but I will take Franklin in this one. But Academy, like you said, darn good football team. Honestly, I would not be surprised surprised at all if they're able to pull this yeah, one I'm out. Yeah, I'm kind of getting Hitchcock vibes, uh, yeah. LRA Hitchcock vibes on this one. But I just think, you know, Franklin is a, frankly a way better team than Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to stick with them. Yeah, and then the other matchup, and uh, Region 3 over here in Class 3 Division 1. Again, we talked about in Region 2, much more so in Region 3. Whoever the comes out of these two semifinals, th- no matter what, that Region 3 championship is going to be amazing as you will have Franklin and, and Academy lined up with number 1 Columbus and number 7 Lorena. And, boy, how would Franklin like to get another shot at Lorena, too? Oh, I bet they would, but they've got to get through Columbus first, and that is no easy task. And, you know, I've got Columbus winning state out of, out of a – I do, too. In 3AD1. I, uh, I haven't watched them a whole lot just from what I've seen. They look like a really good team they're big up front they mm-hmm. they can uh they can play some ball so you know i hate to see lorena's uh season come to an end you know braylon henry has done a hell of a job this year at running back filling mm-hmm. in for injuries uh their quarterback Kaysen, what, what uh forgot their quarterback's name but you know first year starter senior yeah. guy he can run the ball he can sling it they've had some wide receivers step up when uh Jaden porter was out yep uh, they've got a really good defense. You know, they're giving up some points. Uh, but I'm going to go with Columbus. Yeah, I'm going to take Columbus as well. Again, this uh, Columbus, 12-0, number one team in three Division One. Lorena, 10-2, number seven team in three Division One. This game will be played Friday night at 7 o'clock at Hutto Memorial Stadium. Again, well, I guess Columbus is in South Texas, so I think that kind of neutral side. Yeah, they're kind of just north of the coast a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so this one kind of makes a little bit more sense. Uh, but Columbus, their path to the playoffs, uh, defeated Rockdale 56-8, to and then a very good Woodville team that kind of pushed Franklin early this year. Uh, they beat them 24-7. to uh, Lorena beat Yoakum in the first round 45-7, and uh, they beat an upstart Palestine-Westwood team last week uh, 55-24. And again, as we mentioned before, this is a rematch of a by-district matchup from last year in yep. which uh, uh, Columbus beat Lorena uh, 24-21 uh, by a field goal. I think we're set up for an equally thrilling coin flip type matchup here. Um, but unfortunately, I do think that Lorena's season will come to an end here. I think I think Columbus is a team of destiny when you look at that Showable clan, and they've been dominant all season long. Um, even when you look at their regular season again, they play. They had number six Hitchcock in their district. They beat them. They beat them by like thirty points. Yeah. I just. You just never know, man. I, I just don't know if they'll get, like – I think they'll get pushed this game. I, I really do because, like Matt Stepp mentioned earlier in the show in the question of the week, Lorena's probably the hottest team in Texas high school football right now. They've been dominant ever, ever since their win over Franklin uh, just a few weeks ago. And I think this is, pound, like he said, pound for pound, probably the best game in all of Texas high school football in, in the third round of the playoffs here. Um, but I think we're just on a beeline for Columbus and Franklin here in, in the in 
in the fourth round of the playoffs, which would be a absolute banger. I think Lorena keeps it close for a while, but I think the quarterback Adam Schobel and company out there in Columbus, I think there's going to be too much for Lorena. This defense has given up some points this year, and Columbus's offense has had no problem scoring points this year. So I think Columbus uh, will take this will take this one. But again, I think this is the undoubtedly the best game in Texas high school football this week, regardless of classification. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a bang, like you said, a banger, and, and I'll be tuned in for that one. And that will do it for our uh, round three preview. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of these other games uh, that we did not include in the preview. Let's start Glen Rose at Seminole. We'll kind of do, just do some quick hitters here. Um, I don't know much about the Seminole team. This this game will be played at 1 o'clock at Anthony Field, uh, which is where Abilene Christian plays. Uh, give me Glen Rose in this one. Yeah, I think I'll take Glen Rose. Seminole's going to be tough. You know, they've got a, a loss or two. To, uh, I think they lost a mule shoe, but I think mm-hmm. they're going to be uh, – They'll be a tough one, but I'll take Glen Rose. Yeah, then Italy at Toller. This game will be played 3 o'clock. And again, all these games are on Friday. Uh, 3 o'clock at uh, Lumpkin Stadium and Waxahachie. Uh, give me Toller big here. Yeah, I think the uh, Toller Rattlers roll on and uh, probably get – eh, yeah. I think State. Yeah, I got – well, who they got? Who they, uh, maybe Holly is what we think. Maybe, uh, Holly would probably come out of Region yeah, 1, yeah. But, yeah. but, again, we talked about it before. They'll set up a banger matchup against Marlin in the Region Final next week. So, we'll both take – Yeah, we'll take Toller. Yeah, we'll definitely take Toller. And then how about this one? We talked about – we touched on it a little bit before. Tidehaven taking on Rogers. This game will be played at 4 o'clock Friday at a beautiful Cyfair FCU Stadium. Uh, I think uh, Rodgers has had a phenomenal season. I think this is like the third or fourth year they made it to the third round in a row. Uh, but this Tidehaven defense is, has been up among the best in all of Texas high school football, not just in Class 3A. Uh, I'll take Tidehaven to win this yeah, one. And uh, Fall City at Bremont. What a banger in this one. <laughs> this is such a great game. We didn't even have it on the preview. I think just because we didn't talk as much about, like, Bremont and Chilton and those teams like we should have. Uh, but, yeah, Fall City at Bremont. Who do you have in this one? I'm going to go Bremont, just being a homer. Yeah. I'm going to go Bremont. Yeah. And Fall City, they are a mainstay. Usually uh, Region 4, they usually come to the fourth or fifth yeah, round. Absolutely. But absolutely. Historically really good. Yeah, they're very good. But they always seem to run into Mart in that semifinal every year uh, because Mart typically comes out of Region 3. And I'm going to take Fall City in this one. Again, that game will be played 6 o'clock uh, at, at Cedar Park Stadium over there in the Austin area. And then another game I'll be at. I'll be calling the Whitney-Winsboro game on Friday at 1. Then after this, I'm going to mosey on down to Mansfield at 7 o'clock for this one. How about Salina at Stephenville? This game's going to be an absolute banger, Kenny. Yeah, uh, Salina's only loss was to that really good Panther Creek team that yep. kind of did what it wanted against La Vega. Uh, I'm going Salina in this one. Yeah, I think we can t- take Salina here. But I think this is a true coin flip game. I think if Salina wins, it's going to be about one score. Yeah, it's going to be close. Yeah, I think so as well. So, yeah, Salina at Stephenville, 7 o'clock at Newsom Stadium in Mansfield. And we'll both take Salina in this one. And then another huge matchup in Chilton, uh, taking on the Granger line, 7 o'clock. This will be played at Belton Tiger Field, 7 o'clock Friday night. And this is a a chance for Chilton to get some redemption here. This this Granger team was their only loss in the regular season. Uh, Granger beat them seventeen to fourteen. That game was played at Granger. This game played at Belton. I think Chilton gets revenge yeah, here. Yeah, I'm going with the Pirates. And then finally, uh, Mart taking on the Deweyville Pirates seven o'clock at Hornet Stadium in Huntsville. I think this and again nothing against Deweyville. Deweyville has been a phenomenal team all year. I think they only have one or two losses on the season. 
I think Mart rolls here. Yeah, I'm going with Coach Hoffman and his group. And that is it. That is all the games that we have listed for the region semifinal round. I want to thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. Kenny, any parting words? You know I do today. Um, I've watched a lot of football on NFHS, Texan Live, mm. Facebook pages, uh, YouTube channels. Yep. And a lot of times you're going to have the hometown announcer announcing that there two or three, however many. And, man, I just find it really disrespectful that uh, some, not all of them, uh, but I've seen three or four this year where they won't even recognize the other team yeah. as far as somebody making a tackle, somebody scoring a touchdown. They may say the number. Uh, I just think it's disrespectful because the kids on the other side of the field, they they work just as hard as your hometown kids. Mm-hmm. And I think they deserve the same respect as your kids. Now, someone who doesn't do that is the dudes over at Malakoff. They do a tremendous job. Yep. They're uh, fantastic They get job. excited on other people. I think you do a great job on that. You make Thank sure you. And, and do that. So I just – I wish that they would just at least know the team or know the names. You know, yeah. Do a little research. And if uh, number 17 – takes it to the house on a pick six you know don't just say oh lord there it goes again you know mm-hmm. give the kids some props hey that was a great play by number 17 yeah. smith i've just seen it like three three or four times this year and it just sucks i hate i hate listening to yeah that. you know i'm i just turned 23 i've been broadcasting for a little over two years this is my third third year overall doing broadcasting for high school football and i think the biggest thing when it goes into a game is research you got to know what you're talking about you yeah. can't just study and just think that you know just one side and don't even bother with the second side you got to reach out to the other coaches you got to try to if they're willing got to schedule a phone call ask them questions you know there's a lot that goes into research for a game even at the high school level you got to do that because you want to present a good broadcast yeah even if you're broadcasting for a certain team sure you want to be more excited for your hometown team and that's perfectly fine but like you said the other team, they lace them up. They were, they go through practice all week just like your kids do, and they deserve the proper respect too And when they make a big play. And I think, you know, maybe not in every case when that's not shown, it may even if it's not intentional, it does come out across as dis- disrespectful because you didn't do your research. You got to do equal parts research for both teams Absolutely. if you if you want to have a good broadcast. Yeah, and I realize a lot of these people are it's volunteer work; they're yeah. not getting paid to do that. And, yeah. I, and I'm not asking for you to cheer actively for the other team, but yeah, at least just show them some respect. Yeah, just a little bit, man. I mean, it go it goes a long way because it's not just going to be your team especially when you're on a huge platform like nfhs there's gonna be a lot of neutral viewers and and even then just people who are viewing who are cheering for the other team and they're gonna pick up on that but yeah you just a lot of that comes boils down back to research you got you got to know what you're talking about you got to have the right info but yeah that's a great point kenny i agree with that but again uh thanks again to y'all for tuning into the ctfp all season long uh, as we have covered the recent semifinal round of the texas high school football playoffs we'll be back with you next week uh for the region final round i don't know about you kenny but i think this is my favorite week of favorite week of football and, oh, it's, it's, it's great you know and, yeah uh, go check us out on twitter facebook uh, instagram all that good yes stuff. sir we're, we're give at, us a like give us a share yes sir we're at ctfp podcast on both instagram and twitter and then of course like us on facebook at the central texas uh football podcast I want to thank you again for tuning in uh where are you going to be this week kenny you got any multiple games you have in mind uh, I think I'll be deer hunting again. Deer, I've talked nothing wrong with that. But I will be watching. But it, it helps when you're doing that because you have the devices. You can watch multiple games oh, at yeah, once. Yeah, technology is crazy. Fifteen years ago, ten years ago, you'd just have to tune in. 
you just hope you're hope in the you, ra- hope range they have of a radio stream on your on the phone you can listen to it on the radio yeah. yeah absolutely but i'll be um there's no games on thursday no high school games but i will be going to the cowboys game on thursday real excited about that <laughs> the the only reason we're going <laughs> is because my sister my little sister is a huge dolly parton fan oh, so that's how she convinced my mom to to take us out there but i'll take it i mean it's a cowboy game i'm really excited they'll play washington should win that one pretty big but but you never know with the cowboys especially on thanksgiving you know cough cough randy moss three catches 180 yards three (laughs) touchdowns so you never know what's going to happen but i'm excited for that then friday uh, I'll be broadcasting the Whitney Winsboro game on Facebook Live at the Whitney Wildcats Sports Network. If any of you are interested uh, in that one, that'll be kickoff for that one. will be at 1 o'clock. I'll start a little pregame show at around 12.55 uh, for that one as well. And then 7 o'clock, I'm gonna mo- like I mentioned before, I'm going to mosey on down to Mansfield uh, to check on Salina-Stevenville. I think that's going to be a great game. And then Saturday, I think relatively close to us, I think there's one Saturday game. It'll be 3.30 on Saturday at um, uh, the old Ranger Stadium, uh, Choctaw oh, Stadium. Yeah, Choctaw, yeah. And I think it's 12-0 and Coppell against 12-0 and Byron Nelson. If you're in and around the DFW area or you don't, you don't mind driving a little bit, that's going to be a fantastic ball game. So if you want to make your way out to Choctaw Stadium for that one, uh, that game will be absolutely amazing as well. But again, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Again, like us on Facebook, Central Texas Football Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CTFP Podcast. That's CTFP Podcast. Or you can email us at ctfppodcast at gmail.com that's ctfppodcast at gmail.com thanks again for tuning in for Kenny Heath I'm Ryan Fox and we will talk to y'all next week for the region final round of the Texas high school football playoffs down in the old logging road and then he got three